Welcome back to another episode of the Quantum Cast. I'm your host Ryan Kier, and today we are releasing a very special edition of our Chart Pack bonus series. Today we're going to be going over not just the charts of Burford Capital, Shanta Gold, and Feedpack PLC, but we're also looking at it from a Fibonacci perspective, at least with regards to Burford and Feedback PLC. So if you aren't already familiar with how this works, head on over to our site, quantumresearch.co.uk. And if you didn't catch that, I'll say it one more time, quantumresearch.co.uk and sign up. All you have to do is fill in a few quick details and then you'll be able to access our chart packs in the chart packs section. You click onto the file saying chart packs and you will see the chart pack labeled episode eight. And all you need to do is just click it so you can have it right in front of you as we go through this podcast. As you go and do that, you can either pause this podcast or continue listening to me talk about the super malt that I'm going to grab from the fridge. I'll be back in a couple of seconds. All right, so beginning with section one, we're going to be looking at Burford Capital. The ticker symbol is BUR. Chart 1.1 in particular has a detailed look at the daily time frame. Right, so every candle represents one day. And we can see one clear thing here, that there is resistance to the 2.618 Fibonacci level, which is labeled there. And you can see it's at 926 pence per share. And a previous attempt at breaking that level hasn't worked out. In fact, we're looking at all the moving averages that we're using, the 20 MA and the 50 MA, and also the uh, 200 SMA. They're all moving down. And the 20... MA is obviously moving at a faster rate than the others because the prices have been lower in the past 20 days in comparison to larger time frames as a result of this recent short attack by Muddy Waters. And as a result of the moving averages turning down, we would probably look to the 3.618 Fibonacci level, which here is identified on the chart, chart, point, chart 1.1, as 594 pence per share. And that could be a level of support or a level where you could partially close your short if you are short. Okay, now moving on to chart 1.2. This has a detailed look at the four hourly time frame on Burford Capital. Once again, we're using the orange line as the 20 simple moving average. And that is a descending level of resistance because we can see it is decreasing at a rapid rate and the price is nearing it. It would likely test it as a level of resistance and you'd have to follow that closely to know exactly where that level is. But at the moment, it stands at about £10. One potential simple setup would be to go long at a break of that £10 level and target the next moving average that we have there. Or maybe if you you'd have a lower risk appetite, you'd maybe go on even tighter timeframes like hourly, if not all the way to a five minute chart. But in this case, you'd have about 300 points of reward versus, say, a stop loss of around 80 points. You could put your stop loss at, say, 920, just below the 2.618 Fibonacci level of 926 to be a little bit safe. And you could take your profits around 1250 and uh, maybe 1300, that kind of level. In fact, the 1.618 Fibonacci level could be an easy target. I mean, that situation, you're risking about 80 points to make 300 odd points, 
giving a decent risk reward for the trade. And that is especially if you have a bullish conviction on the stock. But this stock at the moment, it is of two situations. Either you believe what the company is saying, defending themselves and saying that what Muddy Waters Capital is doing with declaring a short in this situation, the manner in which they played it out could be borderline illegal. Or if you agree with Muddy Waters Capital that Burford is trying to cover up something. So there are two main ways that you can look at it and it will likely decide whether you go short or long in terms of an investment. But if you're trying to get a trade, it doesn't really matter what the outcome is as long as you are trading based off these tight time frames. For example, Fibonacci levels as shown. And after having a further look at a different time frame, we're on chart 1.2 at the moment, all used indicators that we have put 20 MA, 50 MA, and the 200 SMA are all turning down. So we would only assume that price action is being weighted towards that 3.618 Fibonacci level of 594 pence, which is labeled in chart 1.2. However, I wouldn't make a simple decision based off the two charts that we've shown to you, because if you look at chart 1.3 now, we are using a much tighter time frame. In fact, each candlestick represents 30 minutes. And we can see that a wedge is kind of forming as the cyan line moves down and then moves up and the orange line moves up and then begins to turn down. We will either see a breakout to test the 2.618 Fibonacci level, which is around 926 pence, and that would be testing that level again already after failing. In fact, dropping about 150 points straight after. It is quite unlikely, but once again, following a systematic approach, it would be smart to go long on a break of this level, which we haven't labeled, but it's about 800 pence per share. This is the orange line we're talking about, otherwise known as the 20 simple moving average and the level of support is around 740. If the price doesn't hold this level of support, the cyan line as shown on chart 1.3, then we will be able to use this target of the 3.618 Fibonacci level, which uh, is at 594 pence. And there could be reason to assume that you could go short on a breakdown of this cyan line and then close most of if not all of your position at that 594-ish pence per level. It could be 600, a little bit over, because there's no point waiting for exactly support, as when support occurs, you're probably likely to see a bounce of a couple of points relative to your position, away from you, that is. And if you believe in the long side potential of this share, then it would be a better idea to go long on a touch, or even better, a consolidation of that support level of 594 odd pence per share and then target around the 926 level. A lot of the times when stocks are stuck or effectively in a chop like this situation, you would go long towards the bottom of the area where it is in a chop and go short towards the top and have relatively tight stops. I mean, if you were long at say, I don't know, five, six, uh, sorry, 599, right? If you put your stop at, I don't know, 585, that would be relatively tight, yet you'd probably save yourself a good 200 points if you were to be cut out at, say, a nine points loss or 
in the case that I'd mentioned about an eight-point loss versus, once again, a 210-odd potential point loss, if you were to hold till the next FIB level of support, which is the 4.236 level, as labelled as 388.5 pence, which is the prior lows that have been achieved recently. That was on the back of the Muddy Waters short report. But I would say that the easiest way to trade this stock is to look at it from a general perspective. For example, we've used Fibonacci to generate a range of, I said 594 to about 926, that level. Go long at the bottom, go short at the top or near that kind of level. Give yourself a nice range to have a little bit of risk. But uh, your reward is obviously much higher in these kind of situations, as opposed to, say, going long right now at like 770, when if it were to break below 740, you'd potentially lose up to 160-odd points more, which is worthless. Moving on to Shanta Gold Limited. This company's ticker symbol is SHG, but more specifically LSE colon SHG. So chart 2.1 shows a monthly look at SHG, meaning that each candlestick represents a single month. And we can see that the 20 and 50 simple moving averages are turning up and the levels at the time of writing are given as annotations on the chart. You can see that the 50MA is 6.43 and the 20MA is 5.91. And we've also put an additional annotation on the chart of the RSI and that's at 62.7. Relatively overbought but not extremely overbought. For people not familiar with RSI, if you're really interested in it, read up a little bit further on sites like Investopedia and we will be releasing an article about it soon. But in the meantime, think about it. If an RSI is above 80, it's generally overbought. If it's below 20, it's generally oversold. But you do have rare situations where, say, there is divergence. For example, in this case, there's divergence and the RSI could be above 80. It could be extremely overbought, but the trend could be so strong that it would be better for the trend for the RSI to stay higher and continuously go all the way to say 90 odd than it were to crash below say 40. Considering potential outcomes we can see that this setup could be bullish if whichever MA out of the 20 and the 50 simple moving averages acts as a level of support but in fact we've mentioned here more specifically consolidation for a further move up. So if the price were to drop back to say 8 but the highest level, so whether it's a 50MA or the 20MA acts as a bit of support and the price consolidates and say the macroeconomic environment is much better in terms of pricing for gold because this company benefits in that kind of situation and it could be the main reason as to why they've been rallying recently in fact because I'm sure as many of you are well aware Gold prices have recently hit an all-time high in pound terms. But if we do have a look at the weekly, there is potential evidence, or in fact there may well be evidence that a pattern of lower highs is occurring where lower lows will soon be seen, and that could be a lot of potential downside for investors or traders to look out for. And that particular downside target would be below the previous low achieved in the final few months of 2017 and that was about three and a half pence odd which is very unlikely in the situation but hypothesizing a little bit this company is still making a loss but um, 
they are making operational profit, but they're not making a net profit. We need to distinguish between those two things right here. One thing I'd like to point out in the chart though, chart 2.1 this is, there is RSI divergence. Just towards the end of 2016, you can see that uh, the RSI had peaked and the price had also peaked. And recently you can see that the RSI is even higher than that previous period, but the price has made a lower high relative to that high of around 13 and a half pence per share achieved just towards the end of 2016. So the main point of this is that the RSI is making higher highs, but the stock is making lower highs. So there's a bit of divergence there. Moving on to chart 2.2, we're having a slightly tighter look. This time we're looking at a weekly time frame of Shanta Gold ticker symbol SHG, and we can see that the 20MA and 50MA are turning up, giving higher levels of support in the short term, whereas the 200 SMA seems to be flattening, and that is a very strong level of support. Historically, we can see that that level hadn't been brokered, and the trend of the company's shares had continued in the downwards direction. But if that were to be broken, you'd easily see previous highs, as I mentioned, towards the end of 2016 of approximately 13.5 pence per share. And I've noted that it's also likely that there is a link of causation from this rally to stronger spot prices per ounce of gold in US dollars. The benefit particularly for this company is the depreciation in the pound. So once again, higher gold prices, in fact, all time highs in pound terms, as I mentioned earlier, and that makes the company more valuable than it previously had been. So to summarize, I am quite skeptical that this stock can break the 200 SMA of 10.47 pence per share. Obviously, if it does, you'd look to target recent highs of around 13 and a half pence, as I mentioned earlier. And it does have much higher targets if it were to continue and break that. But I am skeptical and I have reason to believe that the retracement after, say, touching the 200 SMA of 10.47 in the future, say over the next few days or so, if the shares can get that high, the price would likely retrace further and confirm the monthly lower highs and lower lows set up mentioned earlier shown on chart 2.1. And finally, to conclude the official launch of our site, Monday the 12th of August 2019 we're going to end with Feedback PLC ticker symbol FDBK this company as we mentioned in our pre-market podcast had raised two million pounds worth of additional shares in fact they diluted the market by two million pounds worth of additional shares to get access to that capital and that represented about 40% of the previous total amount of shares in circulation this kind of situation is worrying. As I mentioned on the chart, there is a decreasing volume from peak. And once again, this placing overhang will likely remain for a while. Seeing as there isn't a lot of volume and this placing is a large proportion of the previous issued share capital of the company, I believe it would be quite difficult to get these shares away at this price. The only thing that would likely help it would be, say, a positive news release or something that is quite exogenous, say, impressive performance by the company, say somebody acquiring shares into the firm ahead of something that 
is to do with, say, the medical imaging. At this point, I'm just hypothesizing. So having a completely unbiased approach, assuming that this overhang can clear, as I mentioned, as a result of, say, positive news. Let's just put it in that category. On the upside, suitable targets would be including 1.37, 1.55, and 2.12. And they're all related to Fib levels, as shown on the graph. However, on the downside, if, say, the 50 moving average, which is the cyan line, were to, in fact, it's at just over 1 pence per share, if it were to become unsuccessful in holding its level of support at just over 1 pence per share, then you'd probably target 0 0.625, which is shown as the 1 fib extension point. The chart pack today was quite extensive and had taken quite a while, in fact, to prepare. In fact, I had to get through about two or three super malts, and now I've realized there are none left in the fridge, so I'll have to find some from somewhere. <laughs> if you have any spare super malts, always, you know, tweet me at RyanKia2. But more specifically, head on over to our site, quantumresearch.co.uk, and sign up. You're probably already signed up at the end of this podcast because to access the chart pack, you have to be signed up. But we've got some fresh articles dropping in the next few days and a lot of ideas planned for the future. Thank you for joining us on this journey, and I hope you have a wonderful evening. I've been your host, Ryan Kia. Until next time, 